by that time, you know, Corey would say, well, what do you think did this? I said, I don't know, but I don't even think whatever did this is 44 Magnum's going to do any good against it. So I just told my cousin, I said, hey, you know, get a couple guns up here and get them loaded because whatever it is, we're going to drive right up on top of it. They were very large creatures. And the best I remember, they were red in color. This is the Cryptid Creatures Podcast. I am Brian, and with me as always is my co-host, Todd. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. Not too much. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Excited about this upcoming guest we got here. Me too, me too. We got Ben coming on. Uh, He's been through several things here. He's talking about some different kind of creatures, maybe a dogman-type creature, and uh, UFOs. Some UFO stuff going on, so... Kind of interesting episode coming up here, so could be could be exciting. Could be, probably will be. So let's yeah. just bring him on. You ready? Right on. Let's get him. All right, here we go. Hey Ben, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you all for having me. I'm I'm honored to be on the show. Yeah. It. Yeah, good I haven't done a podcast in quite a while. I- we appreciate you coming on for sure. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I, I appreciate y'all having me. So, so Ben, uh, you've had several encounters and paranormal things going on in your sure. life um mm-hmm. what was the first one you that that was going on with you and how old were you when that happened that i can remember um i would call what i seen you know we used to have a cattle farm and we had about 150 white face herefords on probably a thousand eleven hundred acres of ground so, you know, that was, you know, everyday job, you know, night, you know, and day we'd go out there, we'd have to count the head of cattle and everything. Um, <clears throat> the first thing I really seen, I, I would call it um, more of a, not a cryptid, but an out of place creature, right? As me and my dad were out there and we seen like what it off in the distance, probably five, six hundred yards out, looked like three wolves. Okay, we we knew they weren't coyotes because we coyote hunted all the time. You know, on the land to keep them. You know that, and we had um, half breed, but you know, coyote coy dogs that would you know attack the calves and that. We knew we could see them off in the distance. These were not dogs these were not coyotes they were very large creatures and the best i remember they were red in color um and of course on the farm we always carried a gun with some type of rifle and when they seen us they did not they looked at us there was three of them they did not act scared at all they just kind of i guess kind of tr- looked at us and kept trotting off in the distance. Well, at the time, I had an AK-47 with me, which, if you know anything about them, they're not a long-range weapon. You know, you're talking to hit a target 100, 150 yards at best. So they were that five, 600 yards out. But I still took the gun, and I fired off 
you know, probably 20 rounds. You know, I had dirt flying around them, that, whatnot. And they took off running. I mean, they just squatted down in the back end and took off running. So I don't believe they were kind of supernatural creatures. I think they were something that was the only time in the whole time we owned that cattle farm that we seen something like that out there. I can't say what they were. I don't know if they were like a dire wolf. You know, I, I guess you guys have probably heard of people seeing dire wolf still. Yeah. Yeah, we have actually. Okay. So you know, I've never seen anything like that around here, anywhere I've traveled anywhere before. And when I fired at them, like I said, they took off running. And that's the only time in, you know, the years we owned the farm that we ever seen anything like that out there. So that was probably the first encounter of anything strange, you know, yeah. that I'd had. Did you get to see anything, any kind of facial uh, characteristics of these things, or was it just too far away? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, five, six hundred yards, yeah, I could see them. Um, they were really large in the front. But like when they went down, it's almost like a hyena kind of, you know, in the back end, they were small. Um, if you know what I mean, they yeah. were really large in the front, kind of reddish right. color and small in the back. Were these things, but, do you think these things were bigger than hyenas? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. So. But before that, the guy we had the farm with, you know, my dad had, he had cattle too on the land. He knew I was interested, you know, in the paranormal and stuff. And he had told me one time, you know, on, well, more than once, that he thought he had seen a hyena out there on that land. <laughs> so, you know, I believed him. The guy had, I mean, he was an older man. He had no reason to lie about nothing like that. Right. And then one day we see three of these creatures. And I believe that's probably what he's seen is what we saw. But, yeah, they were bigger in hyenas. They had more uh, fur. Did you notice they had a, did they have a snout? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They had protruded, a protruded snout, like, okay. like, like a, you know, like a wolf. Yes, absolutely. They did that. They did have that. Were they um, strictly four-legged? Did you see any yes. stand up? Yes. No, they never stood up. They were strictly they were four-legged creatures. Even when I fired at them, you know, they stayed on all fours and ran. Okay. Wow. Maybe there's General. some uh, hybrid overgrown hyena cryptid out there running around. It, it could be. I just, I, you know, I, I say they were, you know, just at some kind of out of place. Sh they shouldn't have been there in this part of the yeah. country. Right. It was something we never seen before and we never seen again. Did you ever go look for tracks over there where they were standing or walking? or you didn't? We never found any tracks, no. Hmm. You know, and I was out there every day, like I said. You know, day or night, me and the, well, it was my dad and the guy we owned, and my best friend Corey. We would go out there every day because we had to. We had to count, you know, our cattle, the head, and we had, you know, if they weren't there, we had to travel the whole land that we owned to try to count the head of cattle. Uh, no, I never found any strange tracks there. And none of your cattle ever came up missing. Oh, we had cattle die. Yeah, stuff attacked them. Okay, you know. Uh, we just blamed that on the coyotes and, and, the, and the wild dogs there, which, you know, we shot. 
all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, it was just that one time in that one week that we seen these strange three, you know, wolf looking creatures. Right. Do I believe they killed any of our cattle? I doubt that. Okay. I do doubt that. But skinwalkers. Skinwalkers are Navajo. Um, I, I can tell you some about skinwalkers because I was friends with the late J.C. Johnson. If you guys ever heard of him, no. uh, yeah, he was a really good researcher, and unfortunately, he passed away about three years ago. And he lived in them um, around Farmington, New Mexico, the Four Corners, mm-hmm. and he lived on Navajo land. And he got to um, know the Navajo very well, and I got to know some of the. Navajo people through him. So I've been told stories about skinwalkers. Uh, what would if you? What would y'all like to know about skinwalkers? If there's something I can tell you, I, I absolutely will. Well, I think I've heard that they're uh, shapeshifters. They can turn into anything from a, wolf, a, a dog man to a Bigfoot. To uh, is that is that right? I don't know. Yeah, but what I believe that they do is they practice black magic. Okay. And they can project an image of themselves being something else. They don't actually transform. They project an image that you see around them. Okay. Now, that's my, that's just my theory, my belief from what I've talked to and, you know, uh, been told by them, these people. Gotcha. They call them the Yenal Dushi. That's the Navajo word for them. So how do these things exist, supposedly? Are they... A paranormal kind of thing. Um, Skinwalkers, interdimensional, outer dimensional. What? Oh, if, well, if you want to get into dog man and the true Bigfoot, uh, the one at LBL, no, it was. I believe that was government created. But uh, the ones like we see, uh, uh, you know, in the Ohio River bottoms and that, yes, they. I believe they're interdimensional creatures, you know, that come through portals, and I don't believe we can hurt them. Just because they're not they're not from this world, mm-hmm. right? You think that's now? Right? Do I believe there's government created ones? Sure, absolutely. For what happened at LBL, knowing Roger's story in that, yes, that they can absolutely be hurt and die. LBL stands for land, land between the lakes in Kentucky. Okay, gotcha. I I, yeah, I knew remember. that. I couldn't remember the <laughs> the words. Yeah. I knew yeah, it was been something, there many times. It's, something it's about only lakes. two hours from my house. I mean, uh, right. you know, when I was a kid growing up, I, my grandma and grandpa in Kentucky, they kept a camper trailer there, and we'd, and we'd go down there and stay. But I've been there many times, so. so All right. Um, so you got another, did you have another, tell us about a, a big You want to hear about the UFO encounter and that? that yeah. happened about six miles from where I live in this. Okay. Yeah. Tell us okay. About that b- b- before I get into that, there's another story that happened right there in the same area. This was about 1991. I didn't have my license yet. It's me and my best friend, Corey. And uh, we were, you know, riding a four wheeler back there on land close to our farm. Um, and we rode up you know, into woods where there was a clearing at. <clears throat> and he said, Ben, look over there. There's a brown burlap bag. And I got to look and I said, yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, it is. There's something laying there, Corey. It looks like a brown burlap bag. So you got to remember, you know, being out here in the country and the farm, we all, I always carried a weapon. And at the time I was carrying a 44 Magnum. 
so we get over there to it, and the closer we get, I'm like, that's not a that's not a burlap bag. It's not. We get up there closer to it, and it's a pit. It's the dead pig, right? Well, when we stop the four wheeler and get off, I walk up there and I'm looking down at the pig. There is no blood in the pig, none, none on the pig, none on the ground, none on the grass. It's been cut from its neck all the way down to its gullet, sliced open. No blood. Not even a splash, not even a drop. Not a splash, not a drop, nothing, not on the ground, ah. not on nowhere around it. And Corey kept saying, Ben, look down. I, I am Corey, I'm looking down. And I see a bloodless pig. So he said, no, look down, look down close to your feet. So when I look down, the pig is in the middle of about a, a perfect 10-foot circle that's been pressed down in the grass. Like the grass had just been pressed into a flat circle. Hmm. The pig was right in the dead center of that. So you're thinking like some crop alien, circle? Some going on? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to get into next about what we've seen on the same area. So okay. it had been pressed down, and this pig's right in the center of it. But, you know, around here, I, I spent enough time in the woods that you find dead animals we got possums, coyotes, buzzards. You know, you y'all are in Indiana. You got the same kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. If if something dies like that, you know, coyotes, possums, you know, buzzards, flies, all that stuff's gonna is you know land on it, start eating it. Mm-hmm. And from what I could tell, the pig had been dead less than thirty six hours, probably no more than twenty four hours by the look of it. But nothing had touched it. Nothing, not even a fly, would land on this thing. Hmm. Interesting. And like I said, it was in the middle of perfect circle, no blood, not a splash, not nothing like it had been drained of the blood. You know, by that time, you know, Corey looks at, well, what do you think did this? I said, I don't know, but I don't even think whatever did this is 44 Magnum is going to do any good against it. <laughs> and we were scared. We got my four wheeler left. Was the cut with the slice down the middle? Was it? precise or what is it more like yeah a tear, I, I, a tear? I collect knives and i have many many high-end knives whatever cut this looked more like a burn mm-hmm. like it'd been cut with something like a surgical laser or something the laser mm-hmm. yeah interesting yep I hear that a lot so some experiments going on there that that's what that's what i think and, and it, like i said we were scared you know i don't know we probably I, less than five minutes we stayed there you know, just and people ask me, was it mutilated? Was eyes missing, or was I, or you know, I don't remember no eyes missing. I don't remember you know like the jaw being cut. I remember the cut in the stomach, but I never. I wasn't about to open it to see if any organs have been pulled out. Right. But the yeah. rest of it, I don't remember anything like you know. They talk about mutilations, eyes missing, organs missing. I don't remember that. I don't. I don't remember seeing that. Right. Well, let's hmm. think about this for a minute. The only reason um, you would see a pig in that situation or a hog um, would be the only thing that I can think of is if some people were having some kind of um, ritual. There was no hog farms in that area. Where the pig come from, I don't know. And to perform, if they did perform a ritual, which, yeah, you know, been... uh, when I was on the Goatman Bridge, I found evidence of that. Okay. 
Yeah. It just didn't look like no kind of ritual because the circle was too perfect. The cut was too precise. And if a ritual would have been performed, where was the blood? Right. And you said mm-hmm. that the, 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 the incision, precision of the incision was, um, it looked like a laser had done it. So yeah, I'm it just, more I'm like just a, trying to rule out any you know, possibility I, of, of, of anything on earth, basically. We, so. You know, we had a cattle farm and, and, and we'd kill our cattle, you know, and cut their throat before we'd have them butchered. You know, and I own good knives. I mean, like Emerson Customs and stuff that are razor sharp. It, nothing I've ever seen has made a cut like this. Whatever. I was just going to say you didn't get a picture of it or anything. You didn't. Well, you're talking this was 91 and, you know, I, I did so have a cell have phone a, back then, but it was a big a old block. You know, yeah. remember the big old block phones that uh, oh, yeah. you I couldn't remember. text, you couldn't take pictures on nothing. You just made calls. You made a call. It cost like five hours a minute. And, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there was no way right. to get a picture of this back then. Right. Um, so, okay, let's fast forward to November of 96. Me and my cousin were going down the same road. We're off in the woods. We'd found this dead pig, right? When we come down this road, it was late at night. I, I would say probably, you know, one in the morning, something like that. We were out looking for coyotes, you know, on the border of our, our farm. You know, we didn't want coyotes or wild dogs, you know, chasing our cattle or, or killing them. Mm-hmm. So we were driving down this old road that borders our farm. We see a light off in the distance. Well, we didn't know what it was. And I said, you know, I told my cousin, I said, don't spotlight, don't shoot nothing. Because we don't know what that light is up there. Well, this road winds and dips. You have to understand it dips and it curves. So we went down a dip where we lost sight of this of this bright light. And when we come back up, it curves. And when we looked out there again, what it looked like to us was like 10 burning fires or more, just separate fires in a field. And by that point, we were scared. You know, and we were both heavily armed. I think we had about six guns with us. <laughs> we always carried a lot of guns, you know, to shoot coyotes or whatnot with. Mm-hmm. So even at that point, we knew when we seen that light, we were going to go around another curve and lose sight of it. So I just told my cousin, I said, hey, you know, get a couple guns up here and get them loaded because whatever it is, we're going to drive right up on top of it. We did. And when you come up there, there's a gate and it goes down to a lake. We look down there, and there's this big disc, this big silver metallic disc. And I couldn't tell you guys for sure if it was sitting on the water. I believe maybe it was hovering maybe five to ten foot above the water. It was hard to tell, but the weirdest thing about it, okay, it, it had like an X pattern of lights going over the top of it on this disc. And they were different colors, but... The weirdest part, at the bottom sides, it was shooting out look, what it looked like was a, a, a reddish-orange fire out of the sides of the bottom, all over it, like these ports. Hmm. And, like, okay, if you're driving down the road at night and you see car headlights and it's giving off a reflection, you can kind of tell what kind of vehicle it is from the ref- reflection of the headlights. Mm-hmm. Even though this thing was glowing bright orange red out, out of the bottom, it gave off no reflection, none, zero. 
And, you know, we, we might have seen it, to tell you the truth, that close for about three, four seconds because we were driving. We rounded the curve, and the field right there is, is a field that we farmed. We, we bailed hay out of this farm for our cattle. So we come around there, and my cousin kind of looks over at me, and he's like, Ben, what was that we just saw? And I look at him, and I said, I think you know what it was we saw. He's like, yeah. He just stopped, and we need to take another look. And I said, no, 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 I'm, I don't know. I don't want no part of that. Even with these guns, no. And we, we got up maybe, I don't know, I'm going to say in between a quarter and a half mile, and there's a railroad tracks that's on a hill, right? And he said, Ben, stop. You got to see this. When we got on top of this hill with these railroad tracks, he said, you got to see this. So I did, and I grabbed my AR-15, and I threw the bipods out, put it across the hood of my truck, looked through the scope, and I watched this thing take off through my scope. And it rose above the treetops, right? But the orange flame was no longer coming out of the bottom. That was gone. Now, the lights, the X pattern, the lights over the top was still there. And I kept watching it, kept watching it. It rose slowly. It made no noise. But when it got to about where cloud level would have been, it just vanished, gone, boom. Wow. And that was from where we found the dead pig as the crow flies. Oh, way less than a quarter mile. It was right on the same road. Wow. Did you get an idea of how mm-hmm. big this disc was? Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was the size of a um I don't know. Uh, a small house, I would reckon. Fact. Something was in it. I, I, I can't I you know like I said, I, I tell the truth. I don't know if it was a government, you know, project or it was an alien project. Whatever it was, it scared us so bad. When we got back to where I lived at the time with my girlfriend in the trailer next to my grandparents, we walked in the door and my girlfriend said, what happened to you guys? She said, you're ghost white pale. You have no blood. It looks like you're just, she thought we'd come up on a bad wreck, right? And then we found like people, you know, in a wreck that had been hurt, you know, and killed and were really like mutilated and it affected us. Mm-hmm. Well, it took us a while to even talk about it. And we're just, we finally told her what happened and what we saw. And when we told her that, she said, I absolutely believe you. Mm. And, you know, that night, I never slept. We went back to the bedroom and I laid in the bed. I had a Freedom Arms 454 Kasua revolver laying on my chest. <laughs> never slept. My cousin was laying on the pullout bed by the front door and he had an H and K USP 45 laying on his chest. Cause we thought the whole night, something was going to come through that door. Wow. That's yeah. how scared we were. So I don't blame you. How close were you to this one, this disc when you guys? Were oh, I mean, I, I judge things in yards guys because you know, I, I shoot and that's, I judge stuff in yards. I would mm-hmm. say 75 yards at the most because it's downhill. We were right on top of it. Mm-hmm. Right on top of it. And it was down in a 
was it a lake or a river? What did you say it was? It was not a lake. It was all, we got old mine strip cuts around here, and that's what I live on the lake. I, it, it's an old mine strip cut that filled up with water. Okay. And this yeah. is what that was. It was it was a big lake, like, but it was an old mine pit that had been stripped out and hmm. you know filled with water, and it was sitting right there on the edge of it, not like in the middle, but like where it come up in, in, in an end of a channel, and it was sitting right there. Were there are there a lot of houses around that? that At lake? the time, no. There was a, a, a there was a couple people that had like a, um, a getaway, like a little cabin close to there. You know, it was like a weekend retreat, mm-hmm. and we went past it. But I don't remember because my mind at the time was not focused on if people were there at that cabin. It was we were in shock and scared. Mm-hmm. So if they were there or not, I don't know. Um, I'm going to rule out government activity only because I, if they had a I, ship I, like that, what are they doing down by some lake in, where was this at? Uh, Western Kentucky? Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois, Illinois sorry. Um, what are they doing? Why would they be doing that? Uh, I don't know, sense. but you know, we went back the next day and I'll tell you guys this. We went back the next day, me and my cousin. You know, to see if we could find, go down there and find any kind of markings or whatnot mm-hmm. of where it was setting. There were vehicles out there we'd never seen in our life. Um, were they black? It, no, no. The, the ones we seen were white. And one of them, okay, I've, I've, I've done residential construction, so I know about siding and stuff like that. Right. We seen a van, you know, and and this is a small area. You have to understand. I live in here, you know. There's not the population small, so you know we know most of the contractors, their names, whatnot. I remember we seen a van. One of the vehicles was a van pulling a trailer, and it said so. I can't remember the name, but it was siding, and the trailer had an air conditioner on the top of it. And there's no air reason to air condition siding. You don't mm. air condition house siding. There's no reason right. to do that. Mm-hmm. But we plainly remember seeing that. And there was a couple other vehicles on that road, too. Hmm. So we couldn't make it down to the lake that day. There was other no, vehicles out there we never seen. Well, you know, for us to think that there's not other life form out there, we're crazy. Um, yeah, the universe is so big. Like, if you start looking into this, all this stuff, right. it... it Beyond our galaxy, whatnot. There's so many planets that to think we're the only life form out there is, to me, is I don't know. It's it's crazy because there's other life out there. Yeah, it's selfish to think that way. Honestly, it's definitely it hubris. It really yeah. is. It's you know, hubris for sure. Yeah, I mean, as vast, like you said, as vast as the universe is, for for us to think that there's not something else out there, and you know. Look at it religiously or not, um, you you would think if God's going to create Earth and and us on the Earth, why wouldn't He do other things out in other places? You know, why exactly. would it just be us? Why not? So, mm-hmm. and how do they get here? I, I believe they, you know, if you look at black holes and study stuff like oh, that, yeah, I believe portals will, would behave the same as a black hole. Mm-hmm. There's wormholes, and, yeah. and to do that, you have to cross something called an event horizon. Which is a mm-hmm. point of no return. Um, when you cr- not even light can escape once it crosses the event horizon, it sucks it into a black hole. 
So to get out of something, a portal or something like that, I believe my theory, you would have to travel faster than the speed of light. And you would have to be in something that could withstand that kind of magnetic gravitational pull. Mm -hmm. So these life forms, I believe, are more way highly advanced than we are, and they can do that. Yeah, I believe that too. And that they've got some kind of something wherever they're from that allows them to have these shuttles, so to speak. They're spaceships that they can maneuver and control that are quiet, that are, you know, seem to be that. That, that's the only explanation I have for, you know, we've se- I've seen many UFOs around here, but that one uh, was up close. And then watching it through my rifle scope and for it to just vanish in the blink of an eye, that has to tell me it's moving way faster than the speed of light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen some of those videos where you- I was just watching one the other day. A guy was filming out of his window of an airplane and a little uh, smaller um, UFO come just darting up out of nowhere from the right side of the screen, just boom, and there it was. And it just kind of stopped and was just hovering, kind of following mm-hmm. the, the plane. And then just gone, like just zapped. It just took off back the way it came. We also mm-hmm. see another one, and my cousin was with me again uh, around here. And it looked, it looked like a blimp-type uh, object in the air. And... It drops something smaller out underneath of it, like a, a smaller uh, object come out underneath of this big blimp object. And, you know, we it was during the day, so we could plainly see it. And it was going south of us, so I turned around, and at the time, I, I, I had a Cobra Mustang, a new one, which they, they were pretty fast cars. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, we, we tried to chase it. I mean, I floorboarded. We tried to chase these two things, and I couldn't, I couldn't even keep up with them in that, and they, they, they vanished. Where was that at? Was that the same place? Yeah, it was right, it was a, it, right outside a town called Elkville, Illinois, which is maybe 15 miles from where I live. Mm-hmm. Do you think And it any- was during, right during the middle of the day. I mean, guys, this was like one in the afternoon. It was just the middle of the day. That's crazy. Wow. Um, did anyone else report that first UFO or that UFO you were talking about a second ago by the water? Did, did anyone else I, I don't in? believe because, like I said, there was only one. They had like a cabin-type place out there. And like I don't know. I don't remember any lights being on there. I, I wasn't even worried about looking at the place when we went past it because I was in so much shock and I, we were scared. And I never got a chance to talk to the people that lived there or anything they would have been the only ones if they were there even that was just like a weekend getaway even if they were there i don't know that if, i think if they were there they would have had to have witnessed it because they would have been so close to it mm-hmm. you want to talk about the river bottoms in kentucky that bart nunley's wrote about in his books uh, mysterious kentucky volume one and two the inhumanoids the same some of the stuff i witnessed the yes down there what'd you see well, one of the big things that we've seen, we were down in Geneva in the bottoms one day, and there was this old oh, – it wasn't old. I take that back. Somebody had built a uh, hunting lodge right there on the banks of the Ohio River, and whoever built it had to not know really anything about that area because the Ohio River floods really bad every year up. Into, it covers the road and it floods way up into there. 
So whoever built this lodge had to, they didn't know that it would flood. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, after it flooded, it ran up into this new lodge they built and completely ruined it. You know, pouring mud and water and everything inside of it. And there was an old tobacco barn. I get what you know in Kentucky. There's tobacco barns where they hang it upside down to let it dry out in these old barns. Right. Yep. So we decided one day, hey, you know, it's dried out. We'll go in this hunting lodge and see what it's like on the inside because all the mud had turned turned to dirt by then. And we at time we were heavily armed, like we always were. You know, and we were walking through there just checking it out. I bet there was probably you know five foot of mud turned to dirt on the floor in this this new hunting lodge it was built it was rained so we kind of get back there behind and start checking out this old tobacco barn well it had a lean-to coming off of it right you know like if you got a garage a lean-to where you can pull like a lawnmower or car or whatever underneath of it Mm -hmm. there was a camper trailer uh, underneath this lean-to right um Older one, I would say probably early 70s, late 60s model. Uh, I think single axle, best I can remember. Uh, we get up to it. The door is almost ripped off of it. The top hinges are tore off. It's hanging on by the bottom hinges. The best I can describe to you guys, there was a smell coming out of it. And it smelled like wet dog. Mm-hmm. So... You know, we decided to go into it. We both had, you know, assault rifles and pistols on us. So we decided to go in there and check it out. And when we got in, first walked in, there's a living room area, right? It had just been destroyed. I mean, just destroyed. And there was claw marks on the wall. The best I can remember, it was like three claw marks everywhere. Walls, you know, here, 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 just clawed. There could have been four, maybe the nail was shorter. I can't remember. You know, I mean, this was happening so fast. We already knew from going back there all these years, this was, you know, a paranormal, like Bigfoot hotspot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we get in there, the stronger the stench gets, right? It starts smelling just like more of this wet, wet dog smell. And we could tell it was coming from the back of this camper trailer. So, you know, we both decided, hey, you know, we're in here. We might as well check it out and see what's there. You go first. I'll go behind. <laughs> you know what? You know, he goes first. And I go got my back to him. <laughs> the first thing we see is a little room off to the side, like, you know, a spare bedroom. Look in there. Nothing's there. You know, no blankets, no mattress, no nothing. Just empty room. We get back there, you know, closer we get, there's, you know, the, the back, you know, the big bedroom. And he said, you ready to go in there? Yeah, let's go. We're here. We might as well. We went in there and I, the stench, guys, was overpowering at this point. You know, I don't, you know, we used to go back there bow fishing in these bottoms, too. You know, it, when the river flooded and it kind of receded, you could go back there and you could bow fish at night. And I know, you know, my cousin had, had had some kind of big log, huge rock thrown at him out of nowhere. And it splashed, landed by him. Wow. Yeah, not not a human throwing that probably. 
No, not 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 that size. Not that size of. Mm -hmm. of you couldn't tell if it was rock or a tree, but whatever he's seen it and whatever is huge, and there ain't no person gonna throw something like that. Well, you've had the UFO experience. It sounds like you've had a little bit of the Bigfoot experience. Yeah, I've had ghost experiences. I mean, <laughs> do you man. think do you think in, uh, aliens and Bigfoot are related in any way? Or? I think they're all related. They're all interdimensional creatures that are evil. Okay, go they're into evil. that a little bit. Well, what do you want to talk about there on on that? Well, you say they're interdimensional. Where do they reside? Are they are they? The... I believe they're. You know, okay, our world okay would be. I, I believe it's like a bubble that touches other universes that are bubbles correct okay and sometimes you know when these bubbles get close enough that's when people get recordings or pictures of ghosts because we're touching so close to them that when you know people record audio or get like a picture of a ghost or you know a shadow person whatnot our dimension is touching theirs at that time but for some, you know, it, it cryptic creatures like dogmen and stuff. Every time that people report seeing them, if you look at it and kind of map it out within a five mile radius, you got two things in common where they see them: some type of body of water and an old burial ground. Okay. So. <clears throat> I thought you were going to say a body of water. I thought you were going to say a body of water and a huge area of woods. Well, sometimes there is woods and sometimes there's not. If you read Linda Godfrey's books, you know, I've got the honor of working on a TV show that never happened with Linda on Bray Road and the Kettle Marine Forest. And some of the reports she got from cemeteries where your dog member reported there wasn't any woods, but okay. there's old, really old burial grounds. Huh. Yeah, the, the dogman thing, I, the Bigfoot thing's one thing. You start talking about the dogman, you start really thinking, are these government-created um, creatures? Um, the ones at LBL that attacked the family were. You know, they just don't seem as normal, I guess, as I would say, as, as a Bigfoot would. Because they shot the ones at LBL, Roger and the dad did. And, he, you know, he said, Ben, he said they... It poured buckets of blood out of it before it died. He said it just bled and bled from the wounds. He said, you can't believe how much it bled. Huh. And then it died. It crawled up in a tree and died. Okay. Did they do anything But there was two of them. Now, you, there's two of them. And now, th for the record, Roger has never said they were dogmen. Ever. He said he did not know what these creatures were. He looked at Bart Nunley's drawing that Bart did back in 06 when Jan Thompson sent Bart the original account. And he sketched out mm -hmm. what she said they looked like. And Roger said that's the closest thing that they look like is his drawing. But he has never once stated that they were – people get that wrong. He has never said that it was a dogman. He said he did not know what these creatures were. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of variations of things out there. We've heard of uh, devil monkeys. Oh, yeah, devil monkeys, sure. Yeah, I've heard of them, you know, in Texas when I was down around Texas, you know, mm -hmm. traveling several times around that area. It just makes you wonder, you know, yeah, these things, where are these things coming from? Are these natural? Uh, I believe, well, they paranormal, the thing about, they government experiment, you know, what the, the thing hell about is LBL is it's, 
it's only like 30, a little over 30, it's like 32 miles from um, Fort Hopkins. It, and it's a big uh, military base in Hopkinsville, Kentucky that runs down even in Tennessee. All right. Just so happens the 160th uh, Special Aviation Group is stationed there, and they're better known as the Night Stalkers. Have you ever heard of them guys? Not in the no. not the ones you're talking about. No. Okay, the Night Stalkers are. You, you've heard of when they there's UFO crashes and black helicopters show up to retrieve the crash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's them. That's the Night Stalkers, 160th Special Aviation Group out of Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Okay. And just so happens, they're just like 30 miles. And Rogers told me, he said, you know, when this LBL incident happened, he said, Ben, they showed up so fast. He said, even 30 miles away, they couldn't have got there that fast. So I think they knew that these creatures had escaped and they were tracking them. Mm -hmm. And this happened April 7th of 1982. So people are out there, they're getting it wrong. They're saying this family was from Florida. It was a doctor. No, it was not. It was a family, an Amish family that had been excommunicated. Um, I don't know if you know anything about the Amish religion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Okay, well, <laughs> I guess somehow Brian's, you know they, Brian's uh, half Amish, just so you know. <laughs> there you go. Okay, well then, then maybe you're gonna know what I'm talking about. They'd been um, what would you call it? Excommunicated. Uh, yeah, that's what it's called. This family had been excommunicated and um, shunned. They, they were shunned. shunned. And, and this, they were living on some land that a family member of Roger's own. And, and he got to befriend the son because the boy was around the same age as him. And what happened at LBL is they all went down there uh, on a weekend, just this weekend getaway, uh, April 7th, 82. And it was right around dusk that these creatures come out and attack the family. Huh. What kind of creatures attack the family? Well, people say dogmen, but Roger dog never man. stated he don't know. He said, you know, I don't know. He said it they had a snout and then they looked like Barton Unley's drawing. Okay. <clears throat> you know, I've heard people say, Oh, you know, three Sasquatches. No, 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 no. No, that's not the story. And the story's not it, it was not there were the family was from Indiana. They were Amish. Uh, There's four of them, a dad, a mom, a boy, and a daughter. And if you read the original reports, it says the bodies were mutilated. No, they were not mutilated. That's wrong. But they were all killed? All of them but Roger. Okay. Wow. So he didn't like Amish. After Roger fired the first shot, he he went under the motorhome and hid, which, hey, I can't blame you, man. If I seen something like that, I don't care what kind of gun I got. I'm going to hide, too. Right. And I've heard people say, oh, well, he couldn't hit under there because the drive shaft would have burned him. Okay, I've worked on cars. The drive shaft don't get that hot. And first off, it'd been parked and sitting there. So it wouldn't have been, even if it would have heated up a bit, it wouldn't have been hot. So, yes, he did hide under there. And, you know, that it was just very shortly after that that these government officials showed up there. Yeah, well, there's definitely some government connection with everything going on, for sure. Sure, know. absolutely. They've covered up so much, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unbelievable. I, I, I don't trust the government. You know, 
Who does? Yeah, right. who does exactly? Are we supposed you know I mean? to? We're supposed to trust. Yeah. Them. We can't. I mean, as much as they've lied, you know, they killed John Kennedy. They killed Martin Luther King Jr. Oh yeah. You know, am I going to believe anything they say now? No. I'll tell you this much. Um, one of the reasons I love doing this show is because I know that I know that Bigfoot's real. I know creatures are real, and I know the government's yeah, covering. Them. I know that yeah. the government's covering them up. They have to be. They are. So any way we can strike back and get these people on like you and talking about things and encounters and, and people hearing these things over and over and over to get more Absolutely. convinced. Get it out there. You know, to, to fight back a little bit and say, hey, you know, quit covering stuff up. Tell us what's going on. Inform us. I know there's reasons why they don't. But, you know, there's a whole um, agency just assigned to maintain cover up bigfoot related things and encrypted that's the agency that Those come the in there and got are, roger when yeah. he was like 15 years old at lbl and, and, and they went in there and got him and then they brought him back to the scene after they took him away from it to look at it and say is this what happened is this what did it right right hmm. well that's a lot of interesting stuff ben we appreciate you coming on and talking to us tonight man Hey, yeah, anytime. Do. I, I appreciate doing a show with you guys. I, you know, I hope I can help you a little bit with, you know, stories that I've got. And yeah, I like yeah. those. Uh, we need like a good... We're going to have to get you back on here. And I'm, not, I'm not an author. Look, but my good friend Barton Nunley is. He's wrote so many good books and had so many experiences. The same part of Kentucky I have, you know, Mysterious Kentucky, one, two, the Inhumanoids, Bigfoot in Kentucky. Uh, it's very rare now. Documentary DVD Hunt the Dog Man, High Strangest in Western Kentucky, is an excellent, excellent documentary about dog men and Spotsville monster. What's that on YouTube or something? No, no, it's on it. But don't, don't, please don't rent it on there because that that's a butchered version that was stolen from him. Uh, the true version I've got right here. You you have to look. The true version is an hour and fifteen minutes long. Okay. Maybe you can send and it I know us. that's a real version. I was sitting at his house and his table. And he pulled it out of a box and signed the cover and the disc and handed it to me. Oh, cool, cool. Well, we'll have to check so, that out. Or, or but you know, I'm, you know, people asking, please don't rent it off Amazon because that it's, it's a, anything like you, it, that's butchered. It was stolen from him without his permission. Okay. And the interview with Linda Godfrey is messing out of it because Linda wouldn't give her permission, which I don't blame her. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. You got to be careful out there. Well, we'll let you get out of here, Ben. And again, we appreciate it. Appreciate you coming yeah, on, telling do. your stories. Uh, we love a good yeah, UFO story. Yeah, and I, you know, I wish I had time to go into the TV show that never was. I went up there and filmed with Linda uh, and on Bray Road and that. But uh, maybe a story for another time. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get you yeah, back we'll, on and talk about that. Heck yeah. And you know, I was talking to Roger, and you know, maybe you know, he's not feeling well at the time, but maybe we could get him on here too, or Bart. Sure, absolutely. We'd absolutely. like to talk to him. Yep. You talk, know, to him I, and, talk to him and let us know what he says. Sure. I, I mm -hmm. Thank you all for having me. I really appreciate it. No, I really no, thank you for taking the time to come on here. Thank hey, you. no problem. It. And, you know, like I said, this is I did it because I listened to your all's podcast and you all are honest and you represent everything respectfully and truthfully. Yep. Thank and that's you. why I agreed that's, to do it with you. Thank you. That's we why appreciate we started it, man. This. Yep. And that's why we started. Yep, so, you know, I'll help you all promote it in whatever way I can. So. Awesome. Awesome, man. Hey, it's no problem. And, I, you know, I appreciate, you know, taking the time to talk to me. Absolutely, man. Well, you uh, see anything else or run into anything else or hear anything else, be sure to let us know, okay? 
Oh, sure. Absolutely. absolutely. I will. I mean, I'm always, I think next, my next trip's going to be to Arizona to the Mogollon Rim to right. check out, you know, the reports out there. I got a friend out there that's going to go up there with me and help me out on some stuff. Cool. cool. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be at CryptidCon in November in Lexington. If you're, uh, Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah. So if you got, if you got time, the end of November, we're going to be at that show. So come on. If yeah. I haven't made Kentucky, I would, I, yeah. Okay. I'd like to meet y'all. You yeah, know, sure. And, yeah, that'd be nice. We'd like yeah. to meet you too. Come on out. Yeah, thank y'all. All right, okay. Ben. We'll let you get out of here, bud. Thanks again. All right. Thank you very yeah, much ben, for having me. It. I appreciate right. everything. Bye, y'all. Definitely did have a lot of things going on there for sure, like we thought, right? Yeah, man. That was wild. Crazy stuff. Yep. Not sure what those dog creatures he saw were. I'm really interested in those for sure. I don't know. Yeah, we need to look into that some more. That sounded crazy. Right, right. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on, the UFO thing, crazy stuff. Uh, guys seen some things and uh, know some things. So. Yep, I always like hearing about the UFO stuff. Yeah, I do too. We need to get more of those on here. Once again, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to be on the show and you you had an encounter with anything, get a hold of us, email us, info at cryptidcreatures.co, Facebook, uh, give us a message on there. Instagram. Instagram. Twitter. Twitter. We appreciate it, guys. Wherever you're at, type encrypted creatures, and we will be there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Until then, Brian, thanks a lot, man. Man, always fun. Right on. Take care, bud. See ya.